Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. And this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. And we're back. Wow. We're back with Jesus. We're back with the disciples. We finally met Judas in name only, but but we did. All right. He did get name dropped last time, huh? Yeah. Ominously. Right. Well, it was with a bunch the spoiler, of, even. Yeah. <laughs> who is going to betray Jesus? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> We're starting off with a bang. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> so, you know, it's fun. Boy. Do you remember anything else besides him being introduced? Uh, yeah. I remember not. I, so, I feel yeah. like I just need to give context Go. that I just Go. came back from a seven-day silent meditation retreat. It was not, this is not my first time that I've done this. I've done this several times, but yeah. I literally, like, five hours ago was in very deep meditation and now I am not. And I was going to say I spent that entire week not thinking about Jesus, but that's not true. I actually had a conversation with, <laughs> with the teacher. With, with this, no. <laughs> That would have been surprising. Can you imagine? No, not, not I. But... Didn't meditate that hard. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get deep enough in my practice for that. Uh-huh. Wait, what did you and the teacher talk about in regards to Jesus? Well, so it was a small enough retreat. It was only 25 people that everybody yeah. got actually quite a lot of one-on-one time with the teacher. We both, we all got kind of two days in a row of like some one-on-one Lovely. interviews as they're called with the Zen teacher. Hmm. And uh, no, on my second day, because this retreat, you know, I've identified as Buddhist for many years, but not full Buddhist. I think because of the fact that I was raised Christian and got very disillusioned with Christian institutions. Mm-hmm. And therefore, mm-hmm. I don't want to just jump into like Buddhist institutions and be like, great, we swap out one for another. So I was honest with the teacher about this of like, this is hard for me, you know, to embrace, I guess, these flawed institutions. Um, sure. And the teacher mentioned up front that he was a fan of Jesus. <laughs> so oh, okay, uh, <laughs> he was a fan of Jesus. A fan. What do you mean by a fan? Because you can be a fan of someone, but not like prescribe, you know, to their teachings. <sighs> I The impression I got from the Zen teacher was a fan of his work, but maybe doesn't have the band poster on his bedroom wall. Uh-huh. I didn't okay. clarify that, so, like, though. you listen to him when he comes on the radio. But, yeah. But you won't yeah. buy an album. You're maybe. not following his stuff, necessarily. <laughs> yeah, Okay, got it. Okay. He said that he was a fan of Jesus. It's just that for him, Buddhism was what matched his experience in this world. And then in sure. a very Zen teacher-like kind of way, he said, eventually we will have to wake up from all religion. So I did spend a little bit of time thinking about Jesus. Dang, yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. my seven days okay. of a silent retreat. So, wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations <laughs> on being back in Thank the you. real world and having to Thank jump you. right back into a different religion. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, it's it's funny, actually. That conversation reminded me of years ago, I remember hearing about the potential 
influence of Buddhist teaching on Jesus. Yes. Uh, potentially during his lost years, the right, ones that the went by. The fan theories is the, the fan, fan theories, canon. Right? The fan canon oh. is that Jesus traveled to Asia yeah. and maybe studied Buddhism and then brought that back to the oh. Middle East. That's the oh. fan yeah. theory. Okay. Yes. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Basically, yeah, the idea was that, um, you know, because we saw him as a kid, right, when he mm-hmm. was born. And then we don't see him again until he's 27 or whatever it is. And now he's back and, you know, met John the baptizer and did all those sorts of things. And so there's all these fan theories about what happened. Where was he? What was he doing during all of that time? Mm -hmm. So one of the theories is that he may have spent some time in Kashmir, actually, would have been where he would have gotten some Buddhist influence. There's also like some early Christian writers who, so after Jesus actually like mention Buddha in some of their writings. So clearly, you know, Alexander the Great conquering lots of stuff brought a lot of influences from all over the world to that area. Sure. Uh, But generally from what I could tell, the historians are like, no, we don't actually think that it's likely Jesus himself was influenced by this. Like, sure, maybe. And maybe it was like in the air, sort of, but it's actually pretty unlikely that that's actually the case. Okay. But it's still an interesting fan theory. Yeah, I think it's cool crossover fanfic. For sure. Right? Like a Jesus Buddha crossover. No, I mean, yeah, it sounds sounds maybe as plausible as any of this might be. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. In regards to what happened last time, he spread his disciples far and wide and they're going to start mm. doing their own miracles. He gave them the power to cast out demons and yes. heal people and raise the dead maybe in certain yeah. versions. Raise the dead. That's pretty intense. And then I was saying like, is he like Aragorn and he's going to you know, have an army of dead people behind him so that they can fight Sauron who's maybe what, the devil? <laughs> <laughs> Satan? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that slightly biblical too? Isn't Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings, slightly. Maybe not. Slightly. I mean, yeah. people will ham fist any kind of allegory That's into true. any piece of fiction. So yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Dedeker, how are you breaking your drinking fast? I am not. Got it. Okay. I was wondering. I thought maybe you wouldn't, but I figured I would ask. Yeah, it's already been a lot of stimulation today coming out of that environment. Okay. So I'm just having a nice, refreshing, sparkling water. Got it. Okay. I don't know when I'm going to break my drinking fast. We'll see. When the time is right. Mm-hmm. When it is ordained. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jace? Uh, well, so I just, you know, it's toward the end of the week. I was real tired. And I realized that a friend of ours left one sort of bullshit energy drink sort of thing in the fridge. Ew. It's one of these Celsius drinks. You've probably seen them around. Oh, I've heard of them. Apparently, they're pretty nuts. Like, it's a lot. You said bullshit. Why Why bullshit? <laughs> well, I mean, okay. I kind of... It's it's one of the ones that's got the fake sugar in it. So it's like zero, zero, zero. And I, I personally hate artificial sugar. Like, mm-hmm. they give me a stomachache generally. But mm-hmm. I was enticed by the... Energy. The promise of energy. Yeah. So <laughs> I decided to make a drink by mixing some gin into it. And, um, you know... As far as drinks go, I think it would be good if this sweetener were not artificial. Got it. Okay. That's my... There you that's go. My Wait, what product. alcohol is in it? Gin. He is said. Any alcohol? Oh, gin. gin. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm also having a gin drink. I made myself Ooh. what apparently is called a pink flamingo. Mm, cute. Beautiful. Um, and I love flamingos. Yes. So 
this is just gin, uh, grenadine, and lemon juice. And then because I had some, I wanted to make it kind of a fizz. I put some aquafaba in it as well. Just, you know, make it a little more protein heavy. And there's no like sweetener except for the grenadine. So I rimmed it with sugar. Yeah. Add in some sugar. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Nice. Amazing. Mm, that's good. I just tried it for the first time. It's very nice. <laughs> oh, you hadn't even tasted it yet. Okay. <laughs> no, I hadn't. Wow. I, I did. I was going to do it on camera and I just did. Lovely. And it's lovely. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Okay. Are we ready? Are we ready for this jelly? As ready as we'll ever be. Oh, and for all of you out there, I put four recipes on the Patreon. <laughs> so go yeah. next. Nice. Yes. yes. Make them that all, my... please. Exactly. Please make them all. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are getting back into the swing of this hot Christ summer. Yeah. Getting crunked on Christ uh, for Matthew <laughs> chapters 12 and 13 today. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Matthew chapter 12. All right, kids, Matthew chapter 12. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the grain fields. His disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But the Pharisees, when they saw it, said to him, behold, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Mm. And we know how God does tend to react poorly Mm. to Mm. that if the sad tale of stick boy is to be remembered. Yes. Yeah. But... He said to them, haven't you read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him, how he entered into the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath day, the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? But I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, quote, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, end quote, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. What? Oh, is he talking about himself? I don't know. I think that was a mic drop moment there because then it says he departed there and went into their synagogue. <laughs> <laughs> and ate the bread off the table. Yeah. Wait, yeah, hang on a second. So, I, yeah, what's happening? They, <laughs> I just looked at the message here. Okay. And uh, he starts off, strong here, where he says, um, if you had any idea what this scripture meant, and then quote, I prefer a flexible heart to an inflexible ritual. I guess that's scripture, according to Eugene quoting Jesus. You wouldn't be nitpicking like this. The son of man is no yes man to the Sabbath. He's in charge. (laughs) So he is talking about himself? I guess so, yeah. yeah. He's his own hype man. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need the disciples. Well, he Got sent it. them all away, so he has to do it himself now. <laughs> I, that makes sense. But it says his disciples were the ones plucking grain to eat because they needed a snack. I feel like you'd have to pluck a lot of grain to have enough of a snack to feel like you were sated. Yeah, you're right. Are they like both 
away and with him at all times. Yeah, maybe they have a rotating schedule, right? Oh, that's oh, an interesting right. idea. Yeah, maybe some of them they stay. They kind of switch away team, home team. That's a great point. Yeah. Right. I was just well, going to say, Well, they got to come like, back to report in, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were, like, having an out-of-body experience or something. But um, no, I don't think we've reached that point yet. Yeah. yeah, they're not that enlightened. Okay. Okay. So he drops the mic. He departed there and went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man with a withered hand. Mm. They asked him, "They okay, I think that they is still the Pharisees. Right. Okay. They asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? That they might accuse him. I see. They're trying to, they're trying trying to, they're trying to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Get him. He said to them, what man is there among you who has one sheep? And if this one falls into a pit on the Sabbath day, won't he grab onto it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath day. Okay. Okay. Then he told the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out. And it was restored whole, just like the other. Wow. Wow. Such healing. Wow. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him, how they might destroy him. They're getting really pissed off. Everyone's mad at him. (laughs) Yeah. I've noticed there's a pattern to this section, at least. Right? So, like, the Pharisees keep trying to challenge him. Uh Uh-huh. Or not even just the Pharisees. Even his disciples were kind of questioning things. And he always follows this formula where it's like, look, wouldn't wouldn't even you, a normal person, do this normal thing? Well, if you would do that, then obviously God's okay with this much bigger thing. That's mm-hmm. strange to me, though, because like they're saying normal people, but normal people like screw up all the time. So it's just a weird thing to compare it to, in my opinion. Well, but he's not talking about screw ups. He's talking about choices you'd make, right? Here, like you would yeah, you would I rescue guess. a sheep if you found it. So like, why not rescue a person? And like, you wouldn't give your son a snake instead of bread if he asked for it. So why would God not give you what you asked? But the question is like, on this day, you know, he's like, well, but I don't want to screw up. Like, because it's Sabbath, because it's Saturday or whatever. And so they don't want to screw up by like working on the day that they're not supposed to and make God mad. And he's like, well, we're just going to do it. And everyone's like, are you sure? Are we going to get pissed here? Are we going to get, like, lightninged? Are we going to get lightninged? Yeah. I mean, to to be fair, to be fair, having just read the Old Testament, that is a real risk. Yeah, that's that's, what I'm saying. That's fresh in our minds. Right. If if that's still the way the world works. And Jesus is like, come on, man. No. He's like, bro, nah. It would be interesting to take the fan theory of Jesus coming along, being like, hey, yeah, you know those stories? That we all have read, like that, you know, that's made up, right? Like, mm. none of that's real. You actually don't have to worry about lightning or like a chasm opening up and swallowing you up. You can chill a little bit. And everyone's like, what? Then- <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I do feel there's a bit of this different tone, right? Where it's like with all the prophets, it was, y'all need to shape up. Okay, seriously, though, you need to shape up. Okay, seriously, though, you need to shape up or else God is going to kill you, please. And it never happened. Well, <laughs> With Jesus, it feels a little bit more like, okay, let's just be real, right? Everyone everyone messes up. Like, let's just be real. Like, we're all messing up all the time, right? So... Yeah, I guess. Is, do you think that's his message? Kind of. I don't know if it is. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's his main... I don't think that's his main message. But I feel like that's part of at least what he seems to try to be making a point of with some of his parables. He's and, trying to be cool, but sometimes he's not. Okay, look, here's the thing. 
this is actually turning out to be much more difficult than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. When, like, I was thinking about this after our last episode, actually, where I was kind of bothered by some of our conversation. And what I realized was bothering me is that so much of what all of us were bringing to it was all the other shit we've heard about Jesus, yeah. all the other stuff we've been told, all the other stuff we've thought, and well, not not really what we're reading. And it's, and it's just so hard to separate that. I think even harder than the mm. Old Testament where mm. you don't get quite as much indoctrination into all of this. Like I was thinking, Emily, about you. Yeah. When you were really upset about Jesus sending out the disciples and being like, look, people are going to hate you. They're going to put you in jail. But like, you, can, you got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And you were like, dude, that's a terrible thing to do. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, they're signing up for it. But then I realized if you think Jesus is God, uh-huh. then it's like, oh, well, Jesus is immortal, so he can't be hurt. And he's sending these mortals to get hurt. But Jesus hasn't said anywhere yet that he's God. He doesn't, we don't know that he's immortal. We have not established that. That's all the shit we've put on it after the fact. So it is challenging to talk about. No, I mean, I guess you're right. But he does say that he's the son of God. And like, why would God like punish his son? But he does or something. Or so I've heard. <laughs> but then also there's that like father, son, and Holy Ghost shit, which I'm like, what? But again, it's not in it's here. It's the trifold. The yeah, triforce that's... of person. <laughs> the, the, the trifold wallet of person. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, this is going way too fast. I'm... Okay, anyways. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay. I, I'm still getting up to freeway speed here. Sorry, I'm still on the sorry. on-ramp. Sorry. Okay. There's a no, lot it's going okay. on here. Okay. It's all right. The Pharisees went out and conspired against him how they might destroy him. Jesus, perceiving that, withdrew from there. Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. What? And, wow. And charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, saying, quote, mm. yeah, here we go, quote, Behold, Behold my sorry. servant whom I have chosen, <laughs> my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit on him. He will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not strive nor shout. Neither will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He won't break a bruised reed. He won't quench a smoking flax until he leads justice to victory. What? In his name, the Gentiles will hope. What? <laughs> yeah, what, what does Eugene have to say about that? Because I got <laughs> lost. I don't remember that part of Isaiah, but then to be fair, I don't remember a lot of Isaiah. Wait, I just want right. to sing like the, behold, a virgin will conceive and bear, uh, and a, bear son. a son. Yeah, yeah, we already did that part though. We actually yeah. had that, that was like, a, I think our first episode of Matthew, we did get that callback. But don't worry, we're going to get it three more times, I hope. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, sorry. (laughs) It it just like almost is there and it's Isaiah, so keep going. Yeah, totally, totally. So are you sure you don't actually want Tyndale to help you out here? Oh, go nuts. Oh, sure. I don't know if it'll help, but it'll be funny. (laughs) Okay. What verse do you want? Oh, let's start with verse 18. Verse 18, okay. Beholdy, my childy, who I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul delighteth. I will put my spritty on him. Your spritty. Spritty. That's that's S P R E T E. Sprite. Sprite. I'll put my sprite on him, and he shall shew eugemit to ye gen- genitals. No, sorry, gentiles. Oh boy. 
Uh-huh. Uh, he shall shoe judgment to ye gentiles. He shall not strive. He shall not cry. Neither shall any man hear his voice in ye streeties. <laughs> keep rolling, that, keep rolling. Oh, Verse you want, 20. You want more? Okay, yeah. Yeah. A brosid reedy shall okay, he, yes. he not breaky, and flaxy that beginneth to burny, he shall not quench ye till he send forth the ugement unto victory. Ugement, good. Okay. Ugement. And his name shall the Gentiles trusty. Trusty. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to take that help? a lesson from retreat and just be fine with not knowing. I'm going to just Ooh, rest in, in not knowing and not understanding. Help. It didn't help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, okay. one possessed by a demon, oh. blind and mute, Okay. Was brought to him and he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. Wait, wait. Does are they implying that by being blind and mute that is the demon possession? That the demon caused the blindness and muteness? Yeah. It's, it's not clear. Is yeah. the demon gone now too? Or it doesn't can say he... anything about the demon, just says he exactly fixed his blindness and muteness. <laughs> And the, and the demon was like, thanks, bro. This human I possessed couldn't see. I was really frustrated with that. I didn't realize. It's a lot more convenient now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I, d- does one equal the other or what's mm. going on there? Yeah. I don't know. I just, there's a lot of implications that are problematic. All the multitudes were amazed and said, can this be the son of David? It's the son of Jesse. <laughs> But <laughs> line the crown. Okay. Well, if if Jesse, then David. Those are yes. part of the same family tree, no, so I, know. I guess. But I know. when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this man does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub. Be- no, Beelzebul. Beelzebul. I've never seen. Beelzebul? Beelzebul. Beelzebul. That's new. Beelzebul. Yeah. Who the- who's that? Do you think that's a typo? It could be. I've never heard of Beelzebul. Who's Beelzebul? Except yeah. by Beelzebul, the prince of the demons. Even Tyndale says Beelzebub, which is also a different spelling, but at least a recognizable one. Okay, maybe it was a typo. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, every kingdom divided against... Are you okay, Emily? I'm just like, does Jesus read minds? Is he a Vulcan? This seems to imply that he does read minds. Yeah. Cool. That's so impressive. Wait. What? Sorry, where did you get mind reading from this? It says knowing, knowing their, their thoughts. thoughts. Thank you, Dedeker. Oh, I, I see. I see. You took that literally. Okay, I assumed it was <laughs> I, more like, I, I see what you're saying. I did say it literally. Okay. Okay. All right, sure. I mean, sure. I. you know, you never know. Maybe he's just really perceptive. He's really good at reading people, which I'm sure he is also. Right. You know what? Actually, also, it's time for me to hand over this chapter to someone oh, else. Okay. So okay. Oh, take it away, Jace. <laughs> Gosh, with that. What verse did you even leave off on? 25. Uh, 25. Oh, the mind reading. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts... Romeo and Juliet. I was thinking Civil War. That too. Right? All of that. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. Then how will his kingdom stand? If I, by Beelzebub, 
cast oh, out. It says demons. it says Beelzebul again. Be- Beelzebul, you're right. I my mind just fixed it. In Which Beelzebul makes it sound more like a Pokemon for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I ask? Is are they the same? Is Satan Be- Beelzebul? Bulb? Beelzebulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think in this context they're they're using these names interchangeably. I think, okay. but but I don't know. Maybe John Dolph, the mic in the chat, yeah. has a better answer than that. He probably does. does. Okay, good. Okay, Very so so he's kind of saying like kingdom can't stand on its own. So you're saying I'm using Satan to cast out Satan. That doesn't make any sense. You're stupid. I think is what he's getting at. Mm-hmm. If I by Beelzebulbasaur <laughs> cast out <laughs> demons, by whom do your children cast them out? Gotcha there. <laughs> Therefore, insane. they will be your judges. But <laughs> I'm just going to let this wash over us for a moment. Yeah, here. it's okay. It's okay, it. it's, no okay mm-hmm. it's okay to not know. It's okay to not know. Who reads this and knows is my question. I mean, that was... Who's just like, yeah, obviously. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Read it one time and I understood it. Completely. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you two are two of the smartest people I know. So I'm just saying, and we have John Duff here. Oh, shucks. So it's like... <laughs> If we can't get it, nobody can, okay? Is all I'm saying. I'm not talking about myself, but I'm talking about all y'all. So again, we're saying that yeah. no one has read the Bible but us. And also, <laughs> right. yes, if we can understand it, no one can understand yes. it. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, it's... Yeah, that tracks. That holds up. Yeah. All I'm saying is it's like that guy who I was like, so you're a theologian. Like, what's that like? And he's like, well, we're all theologians. And I'm like, dude, no. And um, yeah, like, we're not all theologians. But the three of us are. Okay, keep going. Okay, where was I? Uh, right. Therefore, they will be your judges. But oh. if I, by the Spirit of God, cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Hot. What do you say to that? Or, oh, yeah, he's like, okay, I see that. That didn't, that didn't land. Let me, <laughs> that didn't let me land. try another one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Or, Go. how can one enter into the house of the strong man and plunder his goods unless he first bind the strong man? Then he will plunder the house. Also hot. Also hot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> now, this is a little confusing because Back in verse 25, we started a quote that we have not finished. And now verse 30, we're starting another quote. So the World English Bible is real fast and loose with punctuation here. So They're fast and loose with a lot of things. (laughs) That's true. I do think that is maybe some APA rules that if your quote is long enough that it's like more than a paragraph and you have a paragraph break, you don't close the quote. Yeah. But you do. Oh, interesting. Reopen it. Have an opening quote again. Yes. Just so every, just to remind everyone. To rem- yeah, remind everyone who's fallen asleep because the quote is so long that, oh, this right. person's still talking. Got okay, it. so yeah, maybe that's what's missing is a paragraph break. Because there's not one here, but, but maybe there is one in another formatting of this. Okay. He who is not with me is against me. I've heard that. And he who doesn't gather with me scatters. I've heard that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If you're not with me... You're against me or something. Is that what this is? Yeah. I mean, that's what he said. Cool. I don't know if he's the one everyone's quoting. I guess that never occurred to me. It just seems so intuitive. Well, it's like, well, yeah, that's just a thing people say. Uh-huh. But it could be a Jesus reference. Yeah. He's everywhere. Jesus. I Therefore, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit 
will not be forgiven men. Forgiven men. I don't know why there's another, I don't know why it says men at the end of that. Men. Okay, so every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. (laughs) (laughs) Men? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. as people are pointing out the chat, I think forgiven of men. Oh, okay. Like men will be forgiven. And again, men, as we all know, is a completely agender Mm. word to refer to human beings. Right, there you go. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, neither in this age nor in that which is to come. They said the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Jesus, God, Holy Spirit. Which one is it? Triangles all day long. (laughs) Yes, I mean, triangles are a strong shape, so... We love, we love that. We know. I never anticipated that Emily would be so excited about the idea of the Trinity. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would not have expected that. It just doesn't, it's really interesting to me because, you know, I don't know what the Holy Spirit is. Like that's, that was talked about here, but but God, you know, Yahweh, we have a relationship with Yahweh and we are building a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit, I don't know, but but it's kind of implying that they're all one, which is weird. I'm like, are they two members of the same body? It, People have literally been burned at the stake arguing yeah. this. Well, that may happen. Like, I me. am not over-exaggerating. Like, people have literally been burned at the stake on both sides of that debate. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, why? Yeah, so, so okay. <laughs> Hang on. Let's back up a moment, though, and just look at what's being said here. Okay, okay. From, from what I'm reading here, he's talking about like blaspheming and doing sins against other humans. Sure, you can get forgiven for that. But doing blasphemy against the spirit, and he's just using the spirit, to me, it seems like in place of God. Like that means the same thing to him. Okay. I don't think he's, at least I'm not reading this, like he's saying that's a separate entity. Maybe someone who studied the original Greek or whatever. But they're all the same entity. Would know something else. What do you mean all the same entity? Emily, what do you mean by that word? Right? Is that the pay? Is that the the case that like they're one in the Emily, same? Emily, I don't know who the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, 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 just what? based on what we're reading. Don't don't take yeah, try to throw the Da Vinci Code in the garbage and like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about the. Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I don't think the Da Vinci Code goes <laughs> sure, into the not. Trinity. But like literally every piece of of pop culture, anything about any of this, throw that all in the garbage for a moment. Okay. And just just listening to what he's saying here. Okay. It sounds like he just means like. The Holy Spirit meaning God as just sort of another word for that same thing. That's how it seems to me just reading okay. this. Like Beelzebub or whatever is another word for Satan. Right. Cool. I mean, we've already gotten multiple names for Yahweh. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that's and normal. And like Jeshua. What is it? Uh, only the penitent man will pass. What is <laughs> it? Oh my God. No, Emily's brain. Okay, Emily's brain is just like churning. Through all the Doing the, the churning thing yeah. that you do sometimes. Of just every reference, every male name you can yes. possibly think of. Just <laughs> every single okay. one. Uh-huh. We got to keep, we got to okay, okay. yeah, keep, keep going. going. Let's keep, keep going. going. Keep going. <laughs> okay, but right. But he's saying like, so you you can be forgiven for sinning against people, but not against the spirit. Yeah. So he's like, so if you want to talk shit about me, that's fine. I'll forgive you for that. But if you talk shit about the Holy Spirit, that's not going to be forgiven. You're going to be in some deep doo-doo with the big man upstairs. 
I'm just, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm just not going to ask this question because I'm like, what just the F? Keep going. Just don't, it's okay. It's okay to not know. I'm like, yeah, okay I really, I just, oh man, I know this is hard. It is hard. We've got okay? four chances to do it, but just, we just need to leave all our baggage at the door if we, as much as we can. And I know that's impossible to do completely. <laughs> this easy maybe for you to say? It's not easy for you to say, I'm sure, but keep I going. I feel like just, it's harder for us. I'm better. It's yeah. supposed to be harder for you, but somehow it's harder for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So if if you speak against the Holy Spirit, you'll not be forgiven him, neither in this age nor in that which is to come. New start of a quote. So I guess another paragraph here. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. We've heard this one before. You offspring of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? Uh -uh. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man, out of his good treasure, brings out good things. And the evil man, out of his evil treasure, brings out evil things. What do you think is an evil treasure? (laughs) Um, Evil treasure. Uh, Maybe like heroin, some kind of addictive drug. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, so drugs. Right. Just drugs. Just, I was going to say, like, whatever's, whatever, like, matter comes out of the Ark of the Covenant. I guess that would be bad treasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Face melting treasure. Yeah. So, a radioactive exactly. isotope. Okay, okay. Yeah. I tell you that every idle word that men speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. End quote. Finally, okay, that was the end of that monologue there. Boy, good job. Wow, I don't, whatever. (laughs) I like this. Then certain of the scribes and Pharisees answered. So I guess some of them were like, I got nothing, I'm out. But there's a few still left. Right, yeah. Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. (laughs) Teacher, teacher. (laughs) (laughs) We want to see a sign from you. But he answered them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign but no sign will be given it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. Wait. For, wait for it. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. What? Yeah. Where? What? Well, he's... Just hang on to that one. We'll hang on to that one. He's in the fire temple? <laughs> he might be in Zelda's fire temple. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The men of Nineveh will stand up in the judgment with this generation and will condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, someone greater than Jonah is here. He's upping himself again. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's got two thumbs and is better than Jonah. This guy. (laughs) The The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and will condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Is this the Queen of Sheba? Yeah. She's the one who was into Solomon's wisdom and other things. And behold, someone greater than Solomon is here. This guy. Whoa. But the unclean spirit, when he has gone out of the man, passes through waterless places seeking rest and doesn't find it. I feel like, okay, I can't tell what is like post-retreat brain or what is like I am just tripping balls right now this is wild it is a lot it's a lot this is yet more stuff I don't at all remember being taught yeah 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 
I'm I'm loving it. Waterless places. It's just going. He's just going full on ranty poetry at these guys. Yeah, he's reading them koans. Yeah, it's basically. like he's a he's a who koans. The koans. He's a beat poet. Oh, like Zen parables that are designed to confuse you into enlightenment. It's a good summary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good. Okay. Okay. That's what that's what's happening right now. Jesus is confusing us into enlightenment. So I'm into it. something I'm to that effect, it. or just confusing me into like more questions, which I'm not allowed to ask because we have to like keep this podcast moving. Keep going. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Then he says, uh, "Sorry." So this is the the unclean spirit who's been wandering around and can't find rest. Then he says, "I will return into my house from which I came out." There's the mic drop. And when he has come back, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with himself seven other spirits more evil than he is. Wait, we're still talking about an unclean spirit. What is happening? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm loving this. This is so good. I don't remember this this at all. (laughs) No, neither do I. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to recap a little bit. So the Pharisees asked for a sign. And then he went on his rant about I saw the sign. this generation. And it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Well, except that he's saying you won't see a sign because your generation keeps wanting to see the sign and have their eyes open, but you're not going to. Okay. And instead, you're going to get condemned by everyone, including the, uh, where is it? The people from Nineveh, who are the ones that Jonah talked to. He's like, they, they turned their shit around. They're going to condemn you. Uh, Sheba. She was into Solomon's teachings. She's going to condemn you. Got it. And then he goes on this thing about the unclean spirit when he's gone out of the man. So I guess this is like a demon or something that was possessing someone and is left. And he passes through waterless places seeking rest and doesn't find it. And then he says, I will return into my house from which I came out. And when he's come back, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. I think that's the man that he was possessing before that we're talking about here. Or like his demon home somewhere else. I imagine his little demon, demon home. home, like his little demon cabin in the woods. Uh, okay. Wait, so he's so the demon goes into the demon cabin, and he's like, <laughs> my demon home is so pretty now. <laughs> well, it's like that, that bad because he's a demon. Maybe he hates it, uh, right? He hates, he hates that Marie Kondo showed he hates up. How perfect yeah. it is because he's a he's a being of chaos. Yeah. So I I read this more as the house from which I came out, meaning the man that he left. Okay. But he finds that the man's been on a meditation retreat, so his mind is all swept oh. and clean and put in order, right? So then, then the demon, he goes and takes with himself seven other spirits more evil than he is, and they enter in and dwell there. The last state of that man becomes worse than the first. Even so will it be also to this evil generation. What? Wait, what? Okay. what? Hold on. Yeah, mm-hmm. What is the moral of that story? Don't clean your mind, I think. Because the demon will invite all his yeah, friends over now. Wait, that's literally what Dedeker just did. <laughs> yeah. No, no, now I'm extra vulnerable to demons. It comes full circle. Yeah. All the things that the adults in my Christian church told me would happen if I started meditating and doing yoga. That's what I was going to say. happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know. We did like a little bit of meditation in a Taekwondo class. And I remember my mom was really scared about it. Because what? if you oh, make your yeah. mind too clean, that's how the devil gets in, you know? No, wait, literally when wait, I signed up, wait, when I signed up for my what? very <laughs> my very first yoga class ever was so I did a special program where like I got to do my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college at the same time. So like my senior year of high school when I was still living at home. Of course you did. Well, like, mm, yes. <laughs> um, mm. 
My senior year of high school when I was still living at home. And <laughs> Shut I, up, James. You're a national <laughs> merit scholar. Okay, keep going. I signed up for a yoga class. My first ever yoga class that was a college class, right? Yeah, I did that too. Yes. In conservatory. Yeah. And my stepdad, my very Christian stepdad, uh-huh. was like very concerned for me and gave me a talk where he was just like, you need to be careful. Listen, Dedeker. You're going to get those demons in your head because of them yogas. You know, it's so funny. He actually was from Texas. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Wow. I, I don't know. I just channeled yeah. that. Um, no. Yeah, for, for me, I would spend the meditation time in Taekwondo class praying to protect myself from Please, God. demons getting in. Yeah. My head is full of you. Some of it is, I saw if it is <laughs> just something. Western Christian xenophobia, right? Yeah. It's like, mm. ooh, it's Asian or it's ooh. Indian. Ooh, we don't, ooh, scary, right? Combined with no other religion is valid or spiritual practice is valid. So then you get that. Like meditation and yoga is going to make you John evil. John is asking if that was supposed to be a Texan accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, John Dove. It's just supposed to be like vaguely Southern. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Sorry. Boy, oh boy. Okay, so. Okay. Right. So, Are we done? So this Wait, is no, we're almost, not. Almost there. We're never almost done. There. Almost there. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that was the end of that quote. While he was yet speaking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside. What? Seeking to speak to him. So Mary and the others, the other kids. The other kids. I I thought Jesus was an only child. So I think this changes between the Gospels, actually. Not him being an only child, but like I I think in a different Gospel at this part, they actually name drop that like his brother James is there. Just like Jace. Jace also has a brother, James. Oh, shit. Just like Jesus. Yeah, except that Except that my other brother's named Joshua, who's more like Jesus uh, in name at least. Yeah. So I have a boyfriend named Joshua, and yeah. his brother's name is Joel, who is a prophet. Jesus is everywhere. <laughs> Jesus well, is they're everywhere. not in my family. I'm pretty sure Emily isn't oh, biblical. Gosh. Not that I've found. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So this is the whole thing we've alluded to before is that it depends on how you read it, right? You could read this quite literally and be like, oh yeah, he had brothers. Mary didn't stay a virgin. You know, the Catholic tradition is like, no, she stayed a virgin. She didn't have any other children. Like this is so important for, to us to make sure that she stays a virgin. So yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think Mary wanted to bone. She deserves it. Oh yeah, yeah. earned it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that we're all of one mind there. Okay, okay. All, right, all right, keep going. One said to him, behold, your mother and your brothers stand outside seeking to speak to you. but." He answered him who spoke to him, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? This is what Dedeker's been like since coming back from retreat, actually. <laughs> what is She's like, who is Dedeker? What, right. what am I? Yeah. Who are you? I don't know. I could be any, any being. I could be well, any being. Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? He stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father who is in heaven... He is my brother and sister and mother. Okay. Far out. And in the meantime, I think Mary is just like pissed, right? She's just like, okay, that's cool and all, but she's really like, though. Bitch. Yeah, she's really though, I've been waiting out here. So we're trying to organize the feast for your grandfather's birthday. And can you please just, right. just come and do your part? <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Wow. That was the end of that chapter. We're going to take a quick break to talk about bringing your friends to this party. Um, I hope that you're enjoying yourself. I hope we're all having a great time. We're all learning things. 
or unlearning things or, or be just being confused, all these are great. All those are great ways to be. And we would love for you and all of your friends and brothers and sisters and mothers uh, to be here doing this with us. So let them know about the show. And if you want to come to the live shows, it's a ton of fun. Uh, you obviously get to distract us and confuse us even more in the chat here on Twitch. We do those every Thursday afternoon, and you can get all the information about that at drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, or just follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study. And if you want to go the extra mile and truly become our brother or our mother or our sister... Not our fathers, though. Not fathers. Let's be clear. Yeah, I guess that's not an option. Only the rock. Only the rock is our father. Well, the rock is the rock is all of our father. But anyway, if you want to go the extra mile, become one of our patrons, one of our parishioners at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. And as a thank you, we have early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, uh, Emily's drink recipes, which she just posted a whole bunch of in there. Four. Four. So get on there, make yourself some delicious drinks. It's certainly better than whatever I'm drinking today. Yes. And we will appreciate your support there. Okay, we're back. Oh boy, I have a very long... Yeah, you got the long one. Chapter to read. (laughs) Gotta get through this. Chapter 13. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside, by the seashore. (laughs) Great multitudes gathered to him so that he entered into a boat and sat, and all the multitudes stood on a beach. On the beach. I, I love the idea that he's sitting on the they beach. They had the beach party. And so many people show up that he's getting like pushed out into the water, and he's like, I, I guess I gotta stand up on a boat or something. Yeah. To- He spoke to them many things in parables, and they all were like, what? Saying, (laughs) behold, a farmer went out to sow. Oh, oh yeah, stories. Sowed, sow, sow. Not to sow. To sow, to sow. To sow seeds. So, you got it. As he sowed, some seeds fell by the roadside, and the birds came and devoured them. Others fell on rocky ground where they didn't have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of earth. When the sun had risen, they were scorched. Because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked them. And others fell on good soil and yielded fruit, some 100 times as much, some 60, some 30. He who has ears to hear, let them hear. That, without, sorry, that was the whole story. That was it. Okay, cool. Got it. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, as people are pointing out in the chat, this is a classic Sunday school parable, the seeds mm-hmm. that fell on various types of soil. Got it, yeah. The disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered them, yeah. to you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but it is not given to them. For whoever has, to him will be given, and he will have abundance. But whomever doesn't have, from him will be taken away even that which he has. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they don't see, and hearing they don't hear, neither do they understand. In them the prophecy of Isaiah, whom we love, is fulfilled, which says, By hearing you will hear, and will in no way understand." Seeing you will see and will in no way perceive. For this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are dull of hearing. They have closed their eyes. Or else perhaps they might perceive with their eyes, 
hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and they should turn again, and I would heal them. I feel like that's famous. Is that? I mean, I feel like parts of this I've heard other places. I'm not sure that this whole one is mm. quoted that often. I don't know. I'm sure it is sometimes, though. You've probably, it's probably been in a, quoted in a movie or something like that. Okay. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For most assuredly, I tell you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see the things which you see and didn't see them, and to hear the things which you hear and didn't hear them. Hear then the parable of the farmer. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away that which has been sown in his heart. Okay, that's the birds. That's the seeds on the road. And that's oh, the birds that okay, got them. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is what was sown by the roadside. What was sown on the rocky places, this is he who hears the word and immediately with joy receives it, yet he has no root in himself but endures for a while. Mm. Okay. When oppression or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So he like has no, I guess, backbone about like what he believes or something. Yeah, sure. just kind of like, oh, it just seems like all the cool kids are doing it. So I guess I'll get in on that. There you go. What was sown among the thorns, this is he who hears the word, but cares of this age and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. What was sown on the good ground, this is he who hears the word and understands it, who most assuredly bears fruit and brings forth some 100 times as much, some 60, some 30. It's funny to me that he's like, some really good people, some middling people. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, he's like, yeah, like everyone can't be 100, but you know, still, still pretty good. There you go. <laughs> I like that uh, angry Dorito in the chat was talking about, and I remember this as well, in Sunday school. Yeah. You know, you would learn this, you'd hear this story, and then it'd mm -hmm. be, you know, which one are you? Which which seeds are, are you? And I'm just remembering there was never really an option to choose anything but the good seeds. So I am kind of like, huh. Oh. W would there be a kid in Sunday school who's like, Oh, yeah, I'm the gravel seeds. I just want to hang out with my friends here, but uh, I'm not going to stick with this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're allowed to be right, that, right? Right, That wasn't a choice. Well, I think I always read that as a rhetorical right, question, right. right? I thought the whole point of this parable was always just to kind of guilt you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally, totally. It's saying, like, you better not be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not being you good. You got to be this better yeah. thing. Yeah. He set another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, as it were. But while people slept, his While enemy I'm talking about seeds, <laughs> yeah. let me try another one. Let me try another <laughs> seed story, see if that lands. You know, seeds. But while people slept, his enemy came and sowed darnel. Uh, darnel is a weed grass, probably bearded darnel or lolum tentulum that looks very much like wheat until it is mature mm. when the difference becomes very apparent. So that's a pretty I guess that's a clever good prank. prank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, okay, he sowed darnel also among the wheat and went away. But when the blade sprang up and brought forth fruit, then the darnel appeared also. Mm. Mm. Uh-oh. The servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? <laughs> 
where did this Darnell come from? <laughs> he said to them, an enemy has done this. <laughs> the servants asked him, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, nah, less perhaps while you go gather up the Darnell, you root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the harvest time I will tell the reapers, first gather up the darnel and bind them into bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Huh. He set another parable okay, hold, no, hold on, I yeah, need I a moment to integrate. <laughs> Whatever. I do not remember the parable of the darnel. Of the darnel. <laughs> I don't remember that one either. Is the one before I remember, and the one coming up I remember, but I don't remember that one. Okay. This is the first time I've heard the word Darnell in my entire life. Well, okay, sure, fair. Me too. Uh, In the NIV, which is what I mostly read in churches growing up, uh, it just says weeds Hmm. instead of Darnell. I've never heard Darnell before either. Uh, Eugene calls it thistle. Thistle. Which doesn't have that same surprise characteristic that that Emily talked about. I do, now that I'm Googling images of Darnell, I do recognize it. From you know the wild, huh. oh, <laughs> <laughs> the wild darnel that you've seen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so but what's the point of this story? Is the is the point that it's like I feel like when, he's like whatever. I'll I'll burn the shitty stuff, but I'll keep the good stuff. <laughs> right, and but like they can live together in harmony for a minute until I decide to murder them. He's also letting it grow together. When like, I thought the whole problem with having yeah, these weird. weeds is that they end up choking out the good plants and like taking up the nutrients that they could have used. So it seems like you'd want to get that earlier rather than later. Maybe that's why he just sort of yeah. abandoned that one and goes to a different story. <laughs> yeah, I think he is just like his whole repertoire. He's like a stand-up comic. He's just, all right, moving on to the next one, moving on to the next one, next he's one. throwing it all out at the yeah. audience and seeing uh-huh. what sticks. Yeah, he saw a lot of blank stares after that one. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, verse 31. Uh, let, me, I'll, let me give you a different one. <laughs> so here it is. He said another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is smaller than all seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in its branches. He spoke another parable. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Yeah. Again, we got we to gotta digest these at least a little uh-huh. bit. At okay. least a little bit. Well, okay, yeah. so the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, so it's super tiny, but it's going to grow and become huge. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like... You don't know it right now, but if you get it on the ground floor of this whole kingdom of heaven thing, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's going to be big. It's a pyramid scheme. Right. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I, I'm just uh-huh. having to look up. Cool, cool, cool. Wow. Yeah. Mustard. Mustard is a tree. I had no idea. I didn't know that either. I mean, mustard is great. Look look up mustard tree. I mean, I knew that because I was raised Christian and heard these parables all the time. I remember and this parable too, but I I never, I guess I never quite put together like You didn't tree, think, you were like, like no. tree tree, like an actual tree. Yeah. <laughs> I have mustard seed in my cabinet. Yeah, but. Well, go, pl- go plant it. See what yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. He spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, which a woman took and hid in three measures. Literally satas. Okay, so many questions from from go. From go. From go. Says, Why is she hiding it? It says literally satas. Three satas equals about 0.5 bushel or 22 liters. Thanks. Yeah, so looking at the other translations, okay. it basically just means she mixed it into like three loaves of bread. 
Yeah, or okay. three or three sections of dough that she's going to make a bunch of loaves of bread out of. Yeah, exactly. So three measures of meal until it was all sixty leavened. pounds is what the NIV says. So a lot. Whoa, of, that's sixty a lot. pounds of bread yeah. dough. That's a so lot. she's a baker, or she's got a huge family to feed. Yeah, mm-hmm. porque no los dos. <laughs> That Proverbs 31 woman who just does everything, including bake 60 pounds of bread per day. 33. (laughs) Jesus spoke all these things in parables to the multitudes, and without a parable, he didn't speak to them. He's like, I only talk to you in riddles, okay? Uh Get it? (laughs) That it might be fulfilled which was spoken through the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. So there it is. He had to fulfill that prophecy by only speaking in riddles. By saying this shit like that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is not unique to Jesus, right? Like, spiritual teachers speaking in riddles is a tried and true tradition since before his time and to present day. So gotta love that. Got it. Then Jesus sent the multitudes away and went into the house. His disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the darnel in the field. (laughs) Okay, I love that. I love that all of them have been sitting here for this entire talk. And like, I imagine them on the side, just like, wait, did did you, did did I, was it darnel or was it darning? Was it? What was that? Did you hear that? What? Okay, I love this. What was that? They're like, I followed the other ones, but this one, I just, it didn't make sense. What was? (laughs) (laughs) I love this. He's like, okay. He answered them, (sighs) <laughs> he who sows the good seed is the son of man, and the field is the world, and the good seed, these are the children of the kingdom, and the darnel are the children of the evil one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Duh. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just imagining them being like, yeah, yeah, no, no, we got that part. It was just like, why does he wait to... Yeah, I think he's going to explain. (laughs) Okay. As therefore the darnel is gathered up and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that cause stumbling and those who do iniquity, and will cast them into the furnaces of fire. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth like the sun into the kingdom of the Father. He who has ears to hear, let them hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid. In his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the okay, king. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's on a roll. Okay, go. No, I know you're on a roll. I know you're on a roll. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, I don't know. Like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid. Okay, so this man found this treasure in a field that did not belong to him. Yeah. And instead of taking it, he was like, I'm going to still hide it here. And then I'm going to sell everything I own to go buy this field that has the treasure in it. I'm assuming it was a really big treasure that he couldn't have just carried away. Or, oh, okay. Or it's like, if I, yeah, if I, if I tip off the owner of this field, they're going to take the treasure. Right. Or if I steal it, they could come after me. But if I buy the land first... Oh, this is just like this is just like Water of the Hills, which is a French what? film oh. slash book that no one is gonna completely understand or understand the reference to. But huh. okay, okay, yeah, it's all about cool. it's all about these two men who find this piece of property that 
their neighbor has just died and they know, they're know there's a secret spring on the property that's going to make the property really lucrative. Mm. But they're like, if people know there's a spring, like we're not going to be able to afford to buy the property. So we have to go plug the spring secretly and keep it a secret until we can buy the land and and it all goes terribly wrong. And it's an amazing masterpiece. But yeah, it's it's just like that. Got it. I think that's what Jesus was going for. Yeah, okay. Why? He's like, hey, I've got this great idea for a movie. I hope someday someone (laughs) makes it. And then they did. (laughs) A few thousand years later. Okay, 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a merchant seeking fine pearls who having found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Okay. Oh, is that it? Was that the end of it? I don't know. No, he said it. Okay, so the idea is like you're, gi- okay, the theme is, recurring theme is like you're giving up absolutely everything to because be able. Because this one thing is so good. It's so yeah. precious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that. I get it. I get it. I think he's just giving us a lot of different ways yeah, to I, conceptualize it. Here's another one. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some fish of every kind, which when it was filled, they drew up on the beach. They sat down and gathered the good into the cu- into the containers, but the bad they threw away. <laughs> I thought you were going to so, say into the cucumbers. That's what I thought it said for a second. <laughs> into the cucumbers. Okay. <laughs> So will it be in the end of the world. The angels will come forth and separate the wicked from among the righteous and will cast them into the furnace of fire. Whoa! Mm -hmm. There will be the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. Okay, so this is like hell, like for the first time. Can I say? I guess we're getting getting more heavy-handed suggestions of hell-like imagery. Yeah, because it's like, what is this like fire of which you were talking about? And who are these wicked people? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're so close. Jesus said to them, have you understood all these things? And his disciples were like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) They answered him, yes, Lord. I think they're like, just say yes. Just say yes. yes. Kind of elbowing each other like, don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus said to them, have you understood? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) He said to them, therefore... Every scribe who has been made a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a householder who brings out of his treasure new and old things. It happened that when Jesus <laughs> wait, sorry, his wait, parables, hold on, what, that, yeah, yes, that was it. I don't know. I don't know. He, I guess every scribe who's been made a disciple is like a man who is a household. Can, can Eugene? I, I feel like we can haven't we had a lot Eugene? of Eugene can, in this episode. Can we Eugene? Yeah, Eugene. Yeah. He said, then. You see, how every student well-trained in God's kingdom is like the owner of a general store who can put his hands on anything you need, old or new, exactly when you need it. Interesting. Yeah. I've never had that experience with owners of general stores. (laughs) Well, I guess that's why this would be such a special general store owner if if he could do this. I guess maybe that's it. Okay. And everyone's like, sure, (laughs) Jesus. Sure. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, Here we go. The 54. Wait, okay. So it happened that when Jesus finished these parables, he departed from there. Coming into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Isn't this the carpenter's son? 
Isn't his mother called Mary and his brothers James Joseph? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Joseph? Joseph? <laughs> what does that say? Uh, James? Uh, Joseph? 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 Simon, Simon and Judas? And Judas. Wait, are they implying that Judas was his brother? E2 Judas' brother? Yeah, I'm really I'm really thrown off by this. I knew about <laughs> Brother James. I never heard of Jesus' brother, Joseph. Wait, so Mary is not a virgin, okay? Is all that I'm saying. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm almost done, and then we can then we can talk. Okay, so isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his Mary called Mary? Isn't his mother called Mary? <laughs> and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. <laughs> Aren't all of his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all of these things? What things? Like his, <laughs> his parables? His like ideas. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They were offended by him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Mm. He didn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. That sounds like an excuse, like a cop-out. It's like... So we're like, well, he didn't do any of the miracles I've heard it that he can do. And he's like, well, I didn't do it because you didn't believe that I could do it. That's so ridiculous. why would I do it? It's like, then I would <sighs> do it extra hard so that you would believe. I, I mean, I, I love, Joseph. I love, <laughs> I love reading. Yeah, Joseph Christ. Joseph oh Christ my God. Good. I love uh, reading these, these verses where, you know, because those of us who grew up Christian had certain verses used against us, right? As of course. To tell us why like young kids are bad or why new things are bad or whatever it is, right? But I love these ones that don't get quoted as often, but I wish I had known because yeah. this oh one would God, have been yes. great. This one would have been great. Oh, you know, to be like, well, you know, taken for granted in my own hometown, my family, just like Jesus was. You know, like that kind of like, <laughs> I'm actually way ahead of you. You are the behind, you're the backwards ones, just like Jesus said. Oh, I have a good... I have a good Jesus line that I whipped out on my mom once. I'm going to save it till we actually get to okay. it. It's in a different gospel. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> and it was so good that it actually made her laugh. And so that's how I got out oh, of trouble. Oh, good. Okay. That, that, All that, right. was a, that was an effective strategy with mom is if you could make her laugh. That's good. Uh, but yeah, I, I did whip out a Jesus line once and it was very satisfying. That's good. Well that's done. good. Yeah. That seems like something you would do. Wow. I just want to throw in a little bit of the message here where when he okay. came back to his hometown... He says he stole the show, impressing everyone. <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> but not enough to do some wacky shit there. Like what's yeah, going on? Yeah, so he said that uh, we we had no idea he was this good. They said, "How did he get so wise? Get such ability?" But in the next breath, they were cutting him down. Oh, we've mm-hmm. known him since he was a kid. He's the carpenter's son. We know his mother Mary. Oh, yeah, we know his brothers, James and Joseph, Simon and Judas. Joseph? Oh, I'll... oh he's Joseph. Yeah, not Joseph? Jo- not Joseph, yeah. Joseph. <laughs> I'm sorry, I prefer the la- the, pr- the former. I prefer, <laughs> yeah, the, I prefer for- the drunk Pharisees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Good times, that, good listen, times. Listen, this is a lot. This is, because it's, so much like parable and discussion and because there's so much, I guess, intensity with it from just everything that we've heard over the years about this man and this religion, 
Yeah, I don't know. These are really interesting episodes in comparison to some of the last ones where we're just go, you know, reading names or going over whatever the heck. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't that interesting. You know, this guy killed this guy, whatever. Right. But this is a lot. There is some action for sure. We always yeah. seem to be happier when there's more action. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm excited about, about well, what's next. Yeah. The, yeah, there's a lot more excitement coming up. So... This is great. I did just wanted to say that I uh, did a little bit of a search for if Jesus ever calls himself the son of God um, and he doesn't except in John. So he's not ever said that. He always calls himself the son of man and he refers to God as his father, but not in the sense of like, I'm the only son or like the son in a way that you're not. Like the universal father. Right, kind of more general. My father as in your father too. I'm just going to put it out there. I really want you to sing the song from Jesus Christ Superstar where he's in the garden like Gethsemane before. Oh, maybe once we get there. Yeah. yeah, once we get there. Well, and then what? Jace is just going to break into a solo live on Twitch? No, I mean like, like put no, just like put it out there into <laughs> the world. Like, didn't we do that as an extra Patreon bonus or something for everyone when we did our... Prince of Egypt song with Daniel. Oh, like, yeah. make Daniel play the, the okay. right. piano. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if we okay, can. Yeah, Daniel's not even here. Not we'll here sign him today, up. Yeah, but he'll do we'll it. Volunteer Listen, him. we're going to make okay. him do it. And then... Make him play the piano, yes. Jason. He knows how to play the piano real good, okay? <laughs> okay, all right. All right, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, go up into the rafters on that song, because, dang, Jesus sings... Okay. Je- Je- Jesus sings. I like that. That's good. Okay. His first album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus sings. Let's bring this home. Okay. Thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience or live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toast on the show and more become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk bible study if you enjoy the show take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on itunes letting other people know what you like about it you can also join fellow listeners in the drunk bible study fans and fellowship facebook group or on our discord server discord.drunkbiblestudy.com Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Ann from their album Home of the Da Da. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. You know